0: Hello and welcome to season two of Inforum's Meet Her podcast. My name is Terry Barclay, and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I am just absolutely thrilled to pieces that joining me today is Corrine Diemert, North America HR Director for Valio and co-chair of the Inform Automotive Next Executive Committee. Welcome, Corrine, and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you, Terry. So nice to be here.
0: So I know that we have a lot to cover and you are a very busy person. (laughs) So we'll just we'll just jump right in. So so, Corinne, how do you encourage your team to think strategically about gender balance?
1: So, Terry, you know, I guess to get started, in order to get our teams to take that gender balance seriously, we really just. You know we need to start at the top you know with our top leadership and we need to be sure they understand that link between diversity and the success of our business and then once our leadership believes in this link it will become that strategic priority and then this is what will be conveyed to their teams and not just the request to drive actions to increase you know, that diversity, but also to change the culture Mm. so that we have an environment where our diverse team members really can contribute and thrive within the company. And, you know, you know better than I do, Terry, (laughs) many studies have proven that companies with diversity deliver better results. So they, we sure, they sure have. Yeah. You know, and, and it shouldn't be framed as a women's issue or, you know, done because it's the right thing to do. It's, it's really about the results and, and delivering the results. Mm-hmm. And once all the teams are aligned um, with this understanding, um, the steps to increase more gender balance, they'll evolve and they won't be those short-term KPIs Mm. Um, you know, it'll be strategic actions, you know, for what we're all, you know, you know, focused on the profitable growth. Mm. And um, once the leadership is convinced, then you must involve all the team members in those objectives, you know, to increase the diversity and ensure we have equity in our structure and our systems. And then actually. Um, for this, you know, you need to make it measurable and hold them accountable. So it goes from, you know, the strategic vision and, and then we do have to have some, you know, measurable actions and, and accountability. And actually, um, for the first time this year, um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Valio at our headquarters level has made gender equity an element in our top executives variable renumination package. And, uh, oh, my. You talk about driving a culture for change, you know, <laughs> and, and it's really, um, it, it's, it's really great to see that. And, and you really see then that it's now part of our strategy um, to, to really drive that.
0: That is fantastic. You know, that, that's often, I know, amongst the people who are professionals who sort of work full time. On diversity, equity, inclusion, having having that link to performance, uh, you know, compensation, variable pay, is sort of the holy grail, right? It's uh, uh, I think that so many places are reluctant to do that, but my gosh, you know, we all pay attention to the metrics that are that are there, you know.
1: It really, you know, it takes it from, you know, talk to, you know, we're serious about this, you know, it really highlights the importance of it from our very top leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think it it speaks volumes and it it really creates that, that strategic vision of, you know, this is important um, and and here's, here's what we're going to do. And in in the long-term, they've also given the long-term vision of where they want to go.
0: That, that's fantastic. That is just fantastic. Congratulations to you Thank on you. that. You know, and you mentioned a really important thing, you, you've got to have the strategy and know what sort of the end goal looks like. Um, but of course, how you get there depends on what you do on a day to day basis. And so what what are some of the things leaders can do on a day to day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity, equity, and, and inclusion?
1: So, in this case, Terry, I think when we speak about leaders, um, now it it's all the levels of our leadership. You know, it's really it's not just the executive team. Um, it's the managers that interact on a daily basis with our team members, um, because they're the ones who really drive that the culture that promotes diversity equity inclusion our first line managers are the one they're the immediate role models um, for our team members and it's really you know sometimes it's not that easy (laughs) because many of the negative experiences that underrepresented groups face they're just not that obvious and they they can be subtle So you can have situations where team members may feel excluded or you could have, you know, situations where the comments are being, you know, made without leaders, even being aware that they're creating a negative environment. Right. Um, And then I think this, these areas of concern can happen even more in an environment where you have, you know, several cultural differences because, you know, they're not aware of some of the things that they shouldn't be saying. Um, So that makes it even a little harder to address when people don't even realize they're creating a negative situation. So it comes down to, you know, us instilling some basic behaviors um, that are, you know, (laughs) you know, incorporate these in your daily activities, you know, encourage participation from all team members and make sure that they're heard. So sometimes you have to draw out the the quieter ones in a group, you know, you always hear the same people in these meetings and they're always, you know, the ones that are, are speaking. Well, you gotta, you know, seek out and make sure that everyone's being heard. And we need to get comfortable with asking our team members, you know, I think we call them the, you know, those tough discussions and really ask them about their feedback on their experiences. What are you really feeling? And especially, as I said, some of these issues can be subtle and without getting this feedback, we'll never address them. So not only do we have to ask for the feedback, but we have to listen and really listen and be ready to address um, these areas that they're raising up. And then, you know, uh, OK, of course, we need to celebrate our differences and encourage <laughs> team members, you know, bring forward um, your traditions, your culture, so that people can can really appreciate, you know, these different
0: uh, I just love everything that you said. <laughs> you know, I think it's important. And I know the different cultures that Valio and really any global company is dealing with on a, on a daily basis. And it requires all of us to get curious about people who are different than us and to, as you said, so beautifully welcome that feedback. And then to to look at those specific behaviors, you know, I was just, I was kind of chuckling while you were talking because, um, I was just on, um, a zoom call with a very senior executive at a pretty large company the other day who, um, as in during the course of the meeting would pause and be silent. And he he actually joked and he said, I have been coached <laughs> that I need to create space for other people to talk. And so, you know, they, and they've given very specific, they said, this is how many seconds of silence, you know, because we're all, we all try to, at least those of us who are more extroverts will rush in to fill up that blank space. And then, you know, we kind of crowd out the introverts or the people who are less comfortable speaking up. So sometimes it's that very specific behavior.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. So, um, so, so the next thing I want to talk, I want to turn our conversation a little bit to you as a leader and, you know, this, this crazy industry that you're in, um, you know, we, We know that there's just a rapid pace of change within any automotive-related organization and certainly within the industry. How does that rapid pace of change affect your leadership style? And maybe could you share a story about a time when you had to adapt or uh, adapt to or implement real change?
1: So, you know, Terry, you know, you know, a little bit about me and and I've worked in several different functions and leadership roles at Valio. Um, you, and my, you should talk
0: about that a little bit but
1: anyway. in my last 30 years. And, and you know, <laughs> so you take that automotive environment with a rapid pace of change and priorities and couple that with different roles and teams to manage. Um, I think you're always adapting your style based on whatever environment you're in. And, uh, you know, if I take a, a relevant situation, um, I take, you know, the COVID pandemic and it hit mm. just after I had transferred um, to my role, um, moving from sales to human resources. So after-
0: I, I was going to say, who knew that human resources was going to be the danger profession? But during COVID, it is, right?
1: <laughs> so within a, few, within a few months of that change, you know, COVID hit and my leadership style, you know, had to change quickly from, you know, defining strategies of, you know, long-term goals for our region in terms of, you know, talent strategy and um, next thing I know, you know, we're looking at that short-term priority of, you know, we need to implement safety protocols. We need to define remote work guidelines and, you know, make sure that we have business continuity and, you know, there was all of this, you know, short-term priorities going and, and in dealing with these critical situations, You have to change your leadership style to be, you know, directive and kind of micromanaging and short term focused. Mm. You know, in this case, we're dealing with the safety of our team members um, and our business continuity was at stake. You know, we were all scrambling and, you know, I was, you know, exchanging with people that have been in in human resources. I said, you know what, I wasn't ready for this. And they said, none of us were. You know, we've been (laughs) in human resources for 20 years and then we aren't ready for this. So um, the key is, you know, how well can you adapt? And in my, you know, in my earlier example, sometimes you're in an urgent situation, you need to be assertive, you need to be getting everyone aligned and moving in the same direction. Mm-hmm. But Then, you know, you need to know when to step back and motivate and influence and and not micromanage. And you need to empower your team to spread their wings and, and take off and, you know, let them show what they can do. And, you know, it takes, it takes experience and maturity um, to be able to know what type of leadership is needed when. And, uh, you know, a lack of direction can leave the team floundering, too much direction can stifle them um, with micromanagement and, you know, I'm certainly, by no means, Terry, am I saying that I'm perfect? And uh, I'm always, you know, every day, I'm still learning what style works best, different environment, in different team members, and and in different situations. So you're always adapting, I I think you adapt every day, different team members, you need to use different leadership styles with. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: but knowing you, as long as I have and seeing you in action, Kareem, you're you just, I think you have a special gift and, and ability, uh, to adapt and to be direct when it's important, um, but still make space for other people to, uh, bring what they're thinking and what they know to situations. So it's, you're right. It's, it is in our form, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so one more question in this section and, um, do you have a favorite quote you'd like to share?
1: Well, sorry to say, Terry, I'm not very sophisticated. So and I love <laughs> Dr. Zeus. So one of my favorite quotes, and the one I've used even with my children is be who you are and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Um. and the reason I like it is that you can apply that in so many situations you have to contribute you have to speak up and I think all too often people are too afraid and and especially important for women Uh. you know don't be afraid the people may not always agree with you but you have a voice and it's better to be heard and remember Uh. people who mind don't matter and those that matter don't mind. They'll always appreciate your input. So.
0: Okay. Well, that one may be going on my m- mirror in the morning. That's a great one. <laughs> you, just, you, just speak <laughs> up, you know, and, and
1: I still find myself in a meeting and afterwards, I think, you know, I should have, but sometimes <laughs> I still hesitate. I still hesitate because I'm thinking, I don't know, you know, if everybody will be on my, you know, agree or align. So just speak up. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's just, that's fabulous. And you're right. Um, actually the research backs you up that that, uh, mindset is particularly important for women, um, to, to master that. That's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. So, so before you go, can you share one more story with us about how you used, or maybe even a time when you wish you'd used a key leadership competency and why that mattered?
1: So, you know, it kind of goes back a little bit to the previous question and and I, and I reflect a little bit on self-awareness and, you know, you need to have a clear picture of yourself and, and taking a good hard look and make sure that you, you know, how other people view you because that's how you can improve. And, you know, honestly, I hope my husband never listens to this because he'd say, "I, I don't I'm not good at, you know, listening to (laughs) constructive feedback. He actually thinks I'm terrible at it, but it's along the same lines, you know, I've changed functions several times and you go from being very familiar and an expert in an area of an an expertise to a totally new environment, a new function, new team. Mm -hmm. And when you do this, you want to be the expert in the room and you need to realize that you're not the expert in this new function. And it's Mm -hmm. time that you need to be self-aware. You need to be humble. You need to be open to learn, and you need to really be ready to take feedback to adjust habits for this new role. And don't don't be afraid to ask for feedback. Um, it's it's that ability to ask for you know feedback or or just try to take why would someone have said that? How do they view what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone does give you feedback, don't be defensive. You know I've often Um, I've often in annual appraisals, you know, giving positive feedback is easier, you know, so I always say, when I give you feedback on areas for improvement, it's, you know, it's harder. And it's because I want to help you succeed. And we care about you, you know, and, and, and really, you know, if I can summarize, I would say just, you need to step back and understand yourself, understand your behaviors, understand how others see you. And be willing to make those small adjustments. But at the same time, you know, Terry, you need to not be too hard on yourself. You know, you can't always be saying, oh, I should have done better. I should have done better. No, just always look for ways to improve. Because step one is self-awareness. Be honest with yourself and and just always try to improve. You're never perfect. And, (laughs) you know, and that can be used in your personal life and, and in your work. And I have to remind myself, and if I'm in a meeting and someone, you know, you get some difficult feedback. My first response is to fight back. Uh No, no, it's not like that, but take it, take it in and think why would someone have said that? And you can really improve yourself by taking, you know, that, that look at why is somebody saying that? And after, you know, you settle down and really listen, Uh um, you know, it always will help you in the long run.
0: You know, um, I I think I can say with certainty that a theme amongst all of the executives in who've recorded one of these podcasts, so many of them have selected self awareness as um, their the competence at the competency that they want to discuss because it's just foundational, you know, you can't move on really very successfully to other competencies that you need to master. If you don't have self-awareness at some fundamental level, and it doesn't mean, I think the cool thing about self-awareness as a competency is it doesn't mean that it just means you need to be able to be accurate in, in the, in your self-assessment, you know, Um, that you need, it's a way of making sure you don't have blind spots. And, um, you know, doesn't mean you have to fix everything that you think. Might be wrong. Yeah. It's just, it's just that you it's just that you have to be aware of. Uh, uh, and then you can move on, you know, then you can, you have something to
1: work with, right? Exactly. It's just knowing how you react in certain situations. And if you don't like how you react, at least you can try to, you yeah. know, Handle it a little differently.
0: So, yeah, that's such, that's a good, that's a good example. And thank you for sharing that, you know, cause I think it's all, it's always nice to get positive feedback, but you know, I think we all have those reactions when we get things that challenge us and uh, is such wise advice to just pause, you know, do whatever you need to do to pause and then come back and think about it from a calmer, more centered space.
1: And you even know. what you said about the creating silence i am the last person to do that i interrupt people i'm always you know <laughs> and just when you said that I thought, yeah i really do need to do that i've interrupted you a few times at the beginning i was thinking oh no <laughs> no 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 it, it, it's it's <laughs> it's funny because you know
0: this executive is someone who's prone to interrupt and jump in and take over the and i've seen a real change in him i mean he's really been working on it and um I I can see the difference that it produces in the meeting city holds. It's fabulous, you know, so
1: that's just another tweak, you know, and and when you take those tweaks one after another, it just helps to build um, in your success. So.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Corrine, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your insights and hard won wisdom. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Terry. Thank you very much.
0: Well, that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to inforummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out season one, as well as Meet Him, a podcast series in which male leaders share what they've learned about the importance of diverse leadership. And don't forget to check out our growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and our calendar of virtual events.